shall we head right into the first question then? Let's go for it. Perfect. Okay, so the first question. Would you rather have one abnormally big toe or one abnormally big ear? Oh. And that's how it links into what we were saying about feeble eardrums. I mean, yeah, I do have feeble eardrums, so imagine how feeble they'd be if it was a massive ear. Um, yeah. I mean, personally, to like be looked at, I'd obviously rather have a big toe, but for what I do, I don't think having an extra large toe is going to be that helpful. Not really. No, I'd say an extra large ear because I could cover it with my hair, but then I could also hear a lot of things and I do struggle to hear things. I think I'm going a bit deaf, so it might help. You'll hear it all on one side. Yeah, I hear that anyway. I feel like I've got one ear that's clogged up anyway with my feeble eardrums. So I think, yeah, I'm going to go for big ear, cover it up with my hair, but then when I want to like spy on things, whip it out. (laughs) Like a superpower. Yeah, (laughs) whip it out, unfold it out of my hair. And hopefully be able okay. to hear everything. So which ear though? Um oh what weighs my part in? I'm gonna say my left ear. Because Interesting. I, I think tuck... my right ear is stronger, so I feel like I'd like it there, but I don't know. Well I always tuck my hair behind my right ear and I just don't think it would look that uh, good. Right, yeah. And and I feel like my I feel like I've got elephant ears as it is, so imagine if it was massive. Oh god. With my hair sticking behind it. No, definitely the left. Do you think point would be easier on one toe? <laughs> oh. Probably. Just a, oh, just a actually, no, that's even harder to balance then, really, isn't it? I, on I honestly... One toe. Unless it's a really big toe. Unless it's, like, the size of my leg-sized toe. Yeah, like, foundation it's, Yeah, and it's, like, standing on one leg. <laughs> interesting, interesting point. Give it a go. There you go. All right, so, abnormally large left ear. Yeah. Let's go for it. <laughs> Perfect. Well, there you go. Ear, ear. No. Uh... <laughs> oh, it's so bad. You're going to get a lot of these. But anyway, uh, yes, welcome back to Quarantine and Biscuits, episode 23, Zooming Through. Uh, this is season two. I feel like I have to mention that. I don't know why. Um, <laughs> I really don't, but there we go. <laughs> uh, and yeah, and today I'm joined by the very talented... Anita Achillea! Yay! Yay! <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, so, this is Anita. Uh, Anita, could you please give a brief intro about yourself? Indeed. Um, I'm Anita Achillea. I, uh, I studied and trained to be a dancer, musical theatre, performer, actress type thing. Um, <laughs> I did a few years of performing on ships and various different productions and whatnot. Um, and I've now moved into the teaching side, um, taking my next teaching qualifications and whatnot. So I've kind of done a bit of everything really, performing, done the acting, done the dancing, done the teaching. <laughs> and that is about it, about me, really. That's all I do. Perfect. Nice. That's all no, I do. I mean, I- that was very good, very clear. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, as you can tell, performing is quite a big part of Anita's life. Um, mm-hmm. Mine as well, to be fair. I think we're both quite um, performer-related. So this is kind of the explanation as to why we're talking about this particular subject. Um, obviously, COVID has hit the world quite quite hard, shall we say. Um, but in particular, at the moment, the world of 
performance, so theatre and dance, acting, singing, everything like that, has taken a massive knock-on effect. And I think it would be a good time to talk about performing in general. Um, But also, I think we were talking about like the connotations, like the negative connotations that come with Mm. choosing a a job in like uh, performance. And yeah, with that sort of being said, I thought we'd sort of jump right into that very, very difficult subject, I think, yeah. <laughs> at this time. And yeah, so let's start off by firstly saying, how has COVID affected your life in terms of performance, would you say? Um, well, what it's done is basically changed my career path. Um, I'd always wanted to be a performer. Obviously, I was teaching on the side and everything. And it's made me take a step back. And all of this stuff with like um, all the government saying that we need to retrain and stuff. Well, that's pretty much exactly what I did. Obviously, within staying like staying within the industry, um, yeah. I definitely looked into the teaching route more so. And then over the first lockdown was when I started um, studying for my next stage of my teaching qualifications, which has always been playing in my mind for the last few years, but I hadn't really taken the push to do it because I was still performing. Um, because it's quite time consuming. It's like basically going back to school and I didn't have the time. Um, yeah. I was still auditioning a lot. So, I mean, it's so it's done that and I am enjoying that and it's nice to have a, a kind of a change of path. But at the same time, it's really sad. Like I haven't been to an audition since March. Um, and I think a lot of other performers would agree with me when I say especially dancers in the dance world, um, the more auditions you go to, the kind of better you get at them. Yeah. And it can be quite um, confidence crushing if you don't go for one to one for quite a long time. So I'm I'm even nervous, like if the industry or when the industry does start up again, like do I even want to get back to auditioning? Because it's a really hard thing to go through, like audition, the rejection, and, and it can be quite stressful. But the more you do of it, it just becomes part of your everyday life. Now I feel like I've gone back 10 years and I'm back to being like going into my first audition, if that makes any sense. And it's making me yeah, wonder no, like whether I do actually want to go back into that or do I stick to the teaching route? And it's quite sad that it's taken something like this because I don't even know if the industry is coming back. It's not like I'm just going to sit around and wait for no. it. Like we don't know what's going to happen. And obviously there's not been much help um, for the performers, for theatres, for producers. So... Yeah, it's just not a risk I think many are taking. I've seen so many of my friends go down different routes, like a lot of going into the fitness industry, um, a lot of starting hand-making clothes and scrunchies <laughs> and whatnot. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Everyone's trying to find a side hustle. And then as a teacher as well, because I was pretty much 50-50 split between my time of teaching and performing, as a teacher now, everyone who was performing is now teaching and now there's less work for teachers. So it's just everyone's like now crowded into this one little section of the industry, the only section that is still going ahead. Well, it's not now, but um, but yeah, so it's been a bit of a crazy few months and it's been quite eye-opening to me really trying to work out what it is I want to do with my life, really. Yeah, no, I I mean, I completely agree. I think lockdown has, like you say, given a lot of people a a weird, not a wake-up call, but almost like, what now? Yeah, and it's, it's also made you think, like, not that this, it, hopefully this never happens again, but say you were yeah. to get injured or 
say for whatever reason you couldn't perform anymore realistically what else are you going to do and I'm not saying you need to completely change career but it's definitely made everyone else and it is quite it's not the most stable job anyway like you do a contract for six months and then you don't work again for six months so everyone's always kind of side hustling and finding that other thing that they like to do but it's just it's quite interesting now to see everyone like really going full steam ahead with those things yeah definitely I mean it is quite a difficult world at the moment and like you say it's got so many knock-on effects so like obviously uh, performers going into teaching like you say teaching jobs are minimum but also not only that teaching as it is is hard because i mean the world of zoom mm. i think oh. any teacher at the moment so uh, destroying it's so yeah. so destroying <laughs> well it's it, you know it's one of those things and where, where we teach where i teach uh, in particular we've obviously we've done uh, zoom classes throughout the first lockdown so we're kind of doing it again and we kind of know what what's up this time but mm. it's so funny because parents have said to me like and other people that work there like oh you must like this it's, you know it must be a lot easier for you guys and it's like no it's really not yeah the only like, thing i said last night that was easier um was instead of coming home at 10 p.m i was home at quarter past nine because yeah, I didn't have to go exactly. anywhere. That is the only that is the only thing that's easier. I was teaching tap last night and all of my students were like, I can't hear your feet and the music at the same time. I couldn't hear their feet. I can barely see them. I just feel, you feel like a bit of a fraud. Like I'm not really doing my job properly. But yeah. this is all I can offer you right now. Um, yeah, it's just exactly. soul destroying, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, and I think that's, that's one of the hardest parts at the moment. It's trying to keep up that momentum and that spirit mm. of performing when in reality it is pretty dead in that sense like yeah. you know what i mean there's there's no like going into london and i mean i'm segueing this in now <laughs> but like i've been doing a photography and stuff for a couple of years now and i've recently done a photography project where i went into london and walked around the entire to like entire sort of system of yeah. <laughs> west end theaters and i've taken photos of them and i've done like a black and white edit with color on the theaters but it's crazy to think like you're going around and yeah but that's that's what used to inspire me like that would be when i at my old dance school like we would go on trips to see shows i would watch things on youtube like that was what was inspiring me and it's really hard now to inspire a the generation that's possibly thinking about are they going to go to college next year like i'm not going to lie if i was there that age now if i was like 15 16 now thinking about going to performing arts college next year I would I'd really be questioning whether that's what I want to do or not just because there isn't an industry at the moment Um, No, definitely when I was younger auditioning for colleges I was looking at the people that had graduated and what shows they're in and going to see the shows and going to the open days and stuff like imagine now like your third year at college you're about to graduate into the big industry like it's it's a pretty manic place to be anyway but your final year is done over zoom and you can't do your showcases and your agents can't come like it's just not i I, i'm not inspired by it and i don't see why younger students would be inspired by it and it's so hard to motivate them oh definitely and i think that is it's part of the problem that obviously covid has caused and look it's hard you can't sit there and go oh you know oh it's all covid blah, blah blah you know it can't be helped don't get me wrong it's something that can't be helped it's just a shame how much of an impact it's having and you know what's not being done for sure and that's the frustrating thing it's like uh, and i'm not i'm i'm very quiet on social media about like 
political views or anything to do with what's been said and all of this. Like, yeah, yeah. Obviously, 90% of my social media is filled with people in the industry, in the arts industries, <laughs> and everyone went mental when it was said that we need to retrain and we're not viable and all this stuff. And I'm like, I take everything with a pinch of salt and I believe there's two sides to every story. But it's a funny one because obviously I completely think, like, I, I do agree like everyone should be outraged like nothing has been done for our industry but at the same time that that's not being done so what can we do do you know what i mean like it's all good and well posting on instagram going this is outrageous here's a video of me doing six pirouettes i am viable i am important but that's not gonna help you that's not gonna earn you any money that's not gonna get you a job so it's it's trying to kind of work out the balance of like, yes, be upset, but we move, keep moving forwards. That's the only way we're going to get through it. Yeah, definitely. And I think another important thing to note is, so when that whole retrain thing came out and that was that picture of the ballerina, yeah, um, you know, no one, I think it, it, it snowballed into this massive thing. Like if you did your research and looked into that, you, that it was, was a it was years old, ago. old news. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? But people were, flying off that and look don't get me wrong quite right you know it is quite difficult when you put your heart and soul in your world into everything and now it's effectively considered nothing you know what i mean yeah that is around you that's painful that is really painful to hear yeah it's hard but i think it really it shows what kind of person you are and performer you are if you can get back up because let's be honest half of the industry is rejection you know what I mean? All yeah. your life you're dealt with rejection. We're used to it. And this. I'm not saying <laughs> we're yeah. so used I'm, to it. That's exactly. why I'm not stressed about it. Like I'm exactly. I was like, okay, I'm not going to any auditions this year. Cool, let's find something else. Let's go into teaching more. Yeah. Let's use this year that I've got to pass my exams. And that by the time I pass my exams, if the industry's back up and running, then we make a decision. Like you've just got to keep going. And I would say if there's anything that my college taught me, it's just get up and get on with it. Like there's absolutely no point moaning to anyone else there's no point in expecting other people to fix things they're not going to do it so you've got to work out what's best for yourself and that might not be the same as what's best for the next answer that they might be like oh yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna i love sewing like so many of my friends do i love sewing so i'm gonna start making masks and scrunchies to help me get by i love baking let's bake more do you know what i mean and i think everyone like you said just like flipped off the handle without actually doing their research and it, it upset me a bit because I was like, come on, guys, you're making it so much worse for yourselves. You're yeah, making us definitely. look like yeah. this industry that needs validation. We've never needed validation. We've never needed help from anyone. It's an independent sport at the end of the day. Like, it's a solo sport. You do it because you love it. The money's never good in any of these jobs. <laughs> the living situations are never good. I lived on a boat no. in a cabin that's, like, the size of a bath. Do you know what I mean? Like with, yeah. with another girl and I was there because I loved it and I had the best time of my life. But let's not pretend that all of a sudden now we need validation from other people because we never have done. No. And, you know, ultimately, I, I know we, we're sitting here and it almost sounds like we're really against the whole movement in that sense. Oh, but I'm not. I'm, I don't I'm think we are. It, but... I think it's, yeah, I think it's having that, that open mindset. But also, like, people have taken this and, like you say, they've, they've done something with it they've put something their time you know they've put so much energy into something else Mm -hmm. so like 
you see all these like dance projects and stuff, which are really cool. Don't get me wrong, I really love them, and I think it's great. So like, there's that one that they're dancing. I think it's uh, what was that song from <laughs> Greatest Showman? Oh yeah, yeah. From now on, going around from to now all the theaters. Oh, that did bring a little tear to my eye. Not gonna yeah, lie. But you know what I mean. But it's stuff like that. That's powerful stuff. But that, yeah, you know that's that's and that's what's going to get people's attention. Like exactly, that, it's the creative. Um, it's yeah. so it's so creative, and I've seen other people just like using this time to create little concept videos with other dancers and other performers and work on show real stuff. And that's, we never ever get this time to solely work on ourselves and yeah. be creative. Like normally if you're, you're trying to do a normal job during the day so that you can still go to auditions or still go to class in the evening. When do you really get that time to truly like tap into your creative side of your mind? So yeah, definitely. There, I know everyone's like really upset about the negatives, and don't get me wrong, I don't know what it was like. I wasn't currently like in a show at the time that we went into lockdown, and I can imagine for those people that were like, it is really tough. And I'm, I completely, I'm here for them. I support that, but we know we are strong as an industry. We know we're gonna yeah. get through it. Use the time to be creative. Use the time to do things that make you happy. Like I found my love for dance again when it becomes your job and you're auditioning and there's rejection, like you do kind of, kind of go, Oh, I've got another audition today. Like up we go again, drag myself into London at the crack yeah. of dawn to stand in a queue for four hours. When that gets taken away from you and I started doing classes at home and taking class myself from my garden, you start, you fall back in love with it. And then I realized that I was doing it cause I was working on myself and not just doing it because my job requires me to train. If that makes sense. No, definitely. So, I, I think that's a great mentality to have. Like, I think I'm the same because I was, I mean, I'm not in my uh, acting agency now. Um, and I think it got a bit disheartening. It got to the point where I was like, nothing's coming in. It's all mm -hmm. same old, same old, you know? Yeah. Yeah. No. And I think it got to a point where I was just, I was completely disheartened. And I didn't say, I don't say I lost my love for acting, but I think it was one of those things where it become like, am I actually any good at this and yeah. it, you know it sounds that's so silly and it sounds like such a beg for attention but it's not it's that you, constant oh, it's, doubt it's constant doubt like it. and it's such a funny yeah. connotation that people have with performers where they think like oh you must be so confident like you look so confident on stage <laughs> and then i'm like i'm playing a different character like yeah. i'm being my me. job is to be whoever i'm told to be when you yeah, strip exactly. that back if you ask me if i think i'm talented i'm like nah i don't know how i got this job <laughs> And I remember, no. I remember when I first went to college, I never really studied ballet at all. Um, my dance school was very, like, don't get me wrong, like, we learnt so much about choreography and performance and style, yeah. and I still hold that with me now. Like, if I go to class, I pride myself on the fact up that I can pick up a bit of choreography in a snap. Do you know what I mean? Like, that yeah, is what I trained in, but my technique was poor. I remember going to college. My first day, I walked, rocked up to ballet and I had a ponytail in. And my teacher was like, oh, honey, like she did my hair. And I was like, this is, this is going to be a rough, 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 rough few years. And I yeah. was so underconfident. Like that first few weeks, that first year, I was like, I do not belong here. Like I had, I had amazing friends. Like I really enjoyed my classes, but there was always something at the back of my mind that was like, people here have trained their whole lives. Like technically doing ballet doing exams and all of this stuff and I was like I've never taken an exam in my life in dance so it was yeah. really hard the first year and then at the end of my first year all of a sudden like teachers started knowing who I was 
and I was getting picked for pieces in second year and, and it started like building my confidence. My confidence grew massively. And um, by third year, obviously we'd all gone through the same training. I had all this confidence. I got my job on the ships. It was all fine. I was like, yes, we can do this. Came back and did not get touched in an audition, kept getting cut first round. And in seconds, in actual seconds, so it took three years, four years, five <laughs> years to build it. In seconds, plummeted back down to where it was in first year. And to be honest yeah. with you, I don't think it's ever fully come back. Um, no. It comes back when I'm in class because the vibe and the energy. And when I'm in an audition, I feel confident until I get cut, if that makes sense. Like, yeah, I, no, it, definitely. it's like this different persona. Like, it's like two parts of me. You go in and you're all, you're confident, but it's really hard to remain confident when your whole industry is rejected all the time. But also in personal life, like, my friends have been very supportive. I'm lucky that my best friends kind of went through my younger years at dance school with me and then yeah. instead of going on to college they went on to uni and stuff so I'm lucky that they have us kind of an understanding about how passionate I am about it but trying to explain to someone else who wasn't there through all of that what I do and then they're like oh yeah but what are you going to do next like what 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 do you actually do or you go oh I'm a dancer and they're like oh what have you been in and like there are other things to be yeah. in Rather than like the TV show that is the BBC TV show, do you know what I mean? Or that West 100%. End musical. Like there is so many other things in the industry, so that can knock your confidence yeah. as well. I think that's not. that's also part of the reason why. In this sort of time, I try to be more creative, so I'm doing lots of other things. I'm trying to do more, like video and editing. Yeah. And also, I've also started trying to write. Well, I write scripts and stuff like mini uh -huh. scripts. So I've I've written a couple of scenes. It's almost like, it sounds silly, if no one's going to give me the part, I might as well write one for myself. <laughs> yeah, you know might what I mean? might as well make it up for yourself. That is such and a it, good idea. It sounds silly. I mean, look, I'm not saying they're going to go anywhere, but they're, they're great. And I want to try and film some of the scripts yeah. themselves because I really enjoyed them. I, I just want to see what it looks like. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it's that sort of mindset of, I've, I think I've got to that point now where I'm like, I am having to try and think of other things to do while keeping all that creativity going. Yeah. And that's... The important but it's not things, necessarily like, like a, a negative thing like i found my love no. for painting again and it hasn't got anything to do with the industry the arts industry like performing wise but i think if we've if anyone's ever enjoyed playing an instrument dancing acting um even like art like actual art then they all kind of cross over like you obviously generally have a creative mind so like you with your editing and your photography and stuff, like there is that creativity in there somewhere. It just might yeah. not be what you initially tapped into when you were younger. Um, yeah, so definitely, I'm yeah. definitely getting back into my art again. And it's not going anywhere. Like my mum my, my, my <laughs> keeps saying to me like, oh, you should try and sell this. And I'm like, the second I try and sell it and turn it into a job, I'm going to hate it. So I just want to keep it <laughs> for me. Like I, I went through that with dancing. I went through it with acting. Like I just want to keep it for me now. I do my aerial hoop like and I hang upside down like I'm in a circus and I love it <laughs> and no one pays me for it and I don't want to I don't put any pressure on myself and I think no, it's important yeah. to find those things as well because when your Definitely. hobby becomes your job what's your hobby you don't have a hobby anymore so yeah it's, it's really important to find those things I think oh definitely I, I think that's probably part of the reason why I'm doing so many different things at once I'm trying to like I you think keep it all fresh a, don't you yeah and also keeping a creative in lockdown is it it's impossible mm -hmm. um because I, I literally i sit down I'm like all right what can i there's what no can inspiration I make now? What can I do is now? there 
No, so you're like, I'm constantly searching for it. And I, no, actually going back to what you were saying um, earlier, it's a point I, I want to backtrack to because I think it'd be quite interesting. Um, you were saying about trying to explain it to someone that's never done it before in that sense, like, yeah. um, you know, explaining the world of like dance or performing. And I think it'd be a nice sort of segue Mm-hmm. See, how, see how I'm doing this is great yeah. into Smith. what sort of negative connotations have you found I mean obviously I feel like they're going to be the similar to like mine yeah. and a lot of people but like let's point it out and I think it'd be quite nice to point out what is negative in your eyes and what sort of connotations have you received in your life like that have gone against what you want to do um firstly things when you tell tell people you're a dancer or a performer the thing that really kind of gets me and it it puts me on the spot and it makes me feel a bit uncomfortable a they're like can you do the splits (laughs) and i'm like get out my face yes i can but get out my face i'm not (laughs) going to show you second is go and show me a dance and third is what is my third i just had it in my head um when they're like oh what type of dance now that is a completely valid question because if you don't know the industry you won't know but i don't do a type of dance i'm i didn't go to royal ballet so the answer isn't just ballet i didn't study ballroom so the answer isn't ballroom it's everything in between including those two do you know what i mean Um, and that can really put you on the spot when you're trying to explain to someone because then you can kind of see the interest disappear from their eyes and you're like, cause yeah, it's definitely. not, it's not a, what do you do? I'm a teacher. I'm a lawyer. I'm a, I'm a, do you know what I mean? It's not a straight answer and you can literally see everything go over their heads and the interest just disappear. Um, <laughs> but I don't like, if someone told me they're a lawyer, I don't go to them like, Oh, okay. Let's debate. Do you know what I mean? Argue me prove that you're a lawyer. It's that proof. It's that constant need to <laughs> prove that you are what you say yeah. you are. And that for me. And I don't think you get that with thing. any other, like you say, oh, you no. don't really get that with any other person. And it, do I completely you? understand it. No one knows what it is. So, no. but if someone said, oh, I'm an actor, they know what acting is. So, why do you need to say, like, oh, have you been in anything <laughs> I would have seen? Sorry, yeah. if I'd been in anything that you would have seen, would I be standing here talking to you right now if I'd been, <laughs> if I was a Hollywood star? Do you know what I mean? Like yeah, exactly. there that's that's the that's another that's the main negative connotation for me is that people without even knowing it undermine what we do. And yeah. I'm gonna say this to I'm blue in the face and I'm gonna say this, gonna take it to to the day I die. <laughs> Going through the training that you go through to be in this industry is not for the faint hearted. And no. When people go like oh but you went to a college not a uni you didn't have you didn't get a degree and I'm like I literally trained from 8am till 8pm every single day I would go to the gym twice a day to do so I would stand on my toes in point work and then go straight into body con and then go straight into a double contemporary class like it's not and I think that's why it really kind of rattles my cage a little bit when people undermine it or underestimate what we're capable of physically and mentally. Because I don't yeah. know many other people. And it's not just about the fitness, don't get me wrong. Like, I'm definitely not as fit or as strong as I was back at college. Like, I, I, I don't <laughs> think I ever will be. And I think... Let's blame lockdown. Yeah, I, I blame lockdown, but also the four yeah. years, five years, six years prior to that. <laughs> but um, 
there's, there's nothing I will ever do in my life will be able to kind of replicate the amount of energy I was expending every single day. And I'm completely mm. fine with that. Like no, I, now in an audition, if I see graduates, I'm like, whoa, you, you're, you're going to be fit and you're going to be strong. Like that is just an absolute given that you will never go back to how good you were in third year. Um, yeah. And mentally it was honestly the most challenging three years of my life. Like you watch your friends go through, there's eating disorders left, right and center. There's homesickness left, right and center. There's injuries that are taking people out of their careers that they've just worked the last three years for. Like it's really, really tough. And that's what really annoys me or really upsets me, I should say more so, is when people think that you just went to an after school club for three years and paid a lot of money to do it. That is the worst connotation, yeah. I think. They just think it's a little hobby. Anyone could jump up and down. Anyone could do a bit of choreography. And for me, that is, that's the worst connotation of it. And there's no way of us proving that we're more than that until you go and watch a show. Yeah, no, definitely. What, and would, you say your, what would you say the most connotation? What kind of things have you experienced? Well, I mean, very similar. You know, I think the main one is obviously what have you done or what have you been in yeah like i've had that so many times if you say oh you, you know i act and i'm an actor they'll be like oh so what what shows have you been in and i'm like well you know i did this water cooler advert when i was young <laughs> yeah you know it's that like, sort of thing. Oh, I did like, this, what do you um, want from me i did this short film the other day oh is you it, it I mean? what, what short film you wouldn't have heard of it oh well, of course you wouldn't exactly have heard of it. do you know what i mean because i've been doing like plays um where I where I teach as well, we have like an adult sort of theatre group, and obviously it sounds like Amdram, but I don't like to think of it as that. I know it is. Well, Amdram's sense, got a negative connotation in itself. It, it makes has. it feel look like this all these washed up old people that yeah. aren't talented, or do you know? It's just not. No, exactly. No, I hate the word and Amdram as well. So, like, if I turn around and they say, "Oh, you know, what have you been in?" And I say, "Well, I've just done the thirty nine steps," and I'm like, "Well, that's not. That's not in the West End. That's not an existent." And I'm like. Well, no, I've done it. You know, it's it's silly. It's one of those things like, well, why, why do you have to have seen what I've been in to yeah. prove that I'm an actor? But that's what is I mean. That, it goes back to that validation dancing? again, doesn't it? It's like, yeah. oh, just because they've seen what I've been in, that means it must be good. It must exactly. be, it must be yeah. great for me to have been in that because that one person has seen it. And that's why I love talking to other performers. Like I, I've got friends and I'm like, oh, what have you been up to? Like not necessarily talking about work, just life. And they'll be like, oh, I filmed... Um, a student film the other day and I'm like oh wicked because I yeah. know what that's like I've done that myself like that's it's an interesting experience working with students because they ain't got a clue what they're doing and <laughs> you're kind of guiding them but it's also quite sweet at the same time and yeah you're you kind of help them to I don't know you know that they're going to be in the industry that you're in and you, you kind of help each other and it's a really nice experience mostly I've done a couple terrible ones but <laughs> if you're talking to another kind of actor, then you can be on the same page about that. But if I were to tell someone out of the industry that I did a student film, they just think I just popped into a uni, found some students, and there we go, film some shit. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. I think, like, one of the things as well I've noticed, <laughs> I mean, I'm quite a film buff, so I really love films, but I, you know, I love the acting that goes on in the films. And also, in the past couple of years, I've, I've gained a real sort of knowledge of behind the scenes and I've mm. really 
that's really as well taken a massive effect on me i'm like i love it i love every part of it you know everyone has such a massive job no matter how small or irrelevant oh, they yeah. may seem to someone on the even outside like, they are even so like important. the runners or the people that look after the extras or something like everyone is so important like the, the whole thing cannot go ahead if yeah. one of those people aren't there yeah definitely it's so important for everyone and it's funny because so you know i have such a love for films and stuff and you sit there talking to someone and like oh yeah i like this film and like oh why'd you like it and, you know a general question and it would be something really oh yeah no i just i like the story i like and that's great but like no one and it i guess it's me being a bit of a snob with it but no one ever like mentions how things are shot or you know yeah. how they're performed and i think because i'm in that world and that mindset that's not their fault it's just so when they ask me oh why do you love this film i said well I, I love this because of this one particular shot and they're like Oh, okay. Didn't even and notice. You know, it kind of just washes over. Yeah, yeah. they're like, oh, I didn't not, know that again, happened. It's not their fault at all. And I think that's the thing. That's they what don't... I have to keep reminding myself. Like, people aren't yeah. saying it to be to be rude or to be patronising. No, But no. it just goes to show how little... I don't know. It's even just, like, in schools and stuff. Like, I remember you, you only really have a, a drama teacher who... Yeah has any kind of passion towards it. And I remember being told at school, um, I missed, which is actually funny enough, was my audition day for the college that I actually got into and went to. I remember I missed a class. It, I didn't miss, it wasn't like an exam lesson. It wasn't, we weren't coming up to an exam. It wasn't coursework. It was just a normal class um, towards, I think it was our AS levels. Yeah. Um, and I knew that if I, and I only, I only auditioned for like two colleges that year because I went a year early. Um, and yeah. I decided that if I got into my, the dream school that I wanted to go to performance college, if I got in there, I would go. If I didn't get in there, I would finish my A-levels and do the next year. And I remember my teacher being like, um, oh, you've, you've told me you're, you've got an audition next week. And I'm like, yeah, I'm not going to be in this class. And she was like, I think you need to get your priorities straight. And I was like, that is exactly what I'm doing yeah. by going to my audition. And yeah. even in schools, it was never like, we were lucky, weren't we, really, with the dance production and stuff. It was quite a big event. It was a highlight of my year. But yeah, definitely. I, I just don't think it's like plunged enough into society how important the arts is. Like, everyone listens to Spotify, everyone watches Netflix, everyone watches the news, like, even presenters. And, and do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. what, where do you think they came from? Do you think that they just yeah. woke up one day and ended up on the television? Like that there's no there isn't enough kind of education or I don't know, just like praise for it growing up. And I just think that's what discourages people to go ahead with it and do it. And that again, it's just like oh, yeah. a it's just like a catch twenty two, isn't it? It's just a, a vicious circle um of people just not being interested yet when it comes out and it's this big movie, everyone's really interested. Yeah, and, and to be fair, one of the other things is it's life skills it's one of the few jobs i think that you know or when you're learning and you're going through training it's one of the few things that teach you so many other things so like if you can do acting you can do public speaking yeah you can do speeches you can do you know oh for sure all those sort of things because of that and interviews and stuff like that your confidence gets built so much because you can talk to people 100 percent. 100 yeah and i think so many people nowadays are so crippled by that sort of confidence yeah like don't um, get me wrong me as a person if I had to stand up and talk as an eater, the yeah. thought of that is enough to make me want to throw up and hide in a corner. But all I have to do is, like, if I were to just switch on this thing, so whenever I've worked in, like, customer service jobs, 
I'm not nervous to answer no. the phone or to welcome someone into the shop or to welcome someone into the pub because there is that really tiny little switch that you can just put on and you're still yourself. You're not faking it, but you just turn your confidence on. And it's yeah. so important. Like so many people don't learn that. Like even, I, I, even like my little brother refuses, refuses to pick up the phone and call the Chinese. Absolutely <laughs> will not do it. And he's, he's, he's studying to be a lawyer. And I'm like, he's yeah. only really recently since he's, he's just graduated and he's doing his masters now. And, I mean, don't get me wrong. I've never been. I've never been to law school, so I don't know what what it's called. But they do that like an oral thing, where they have to stand yeah. up and present a case and stuff. And only since he's been like training to do that, have I seen a change in his own personality and the way he talks, yeah, and the vocabulary he's using and stuff. And it's so important. Um, but yeah, that's definitely that's definitely even like younger kids as well. Like it's such a sociable place. A lot of my students like they're best friends with each other. I've met my best friends at class. Like I said, two of my best friends now, I st- I trained with when I, when I was like eight till 16. Yeah. And we're still best friends. So it's definitely teaches Crazy. you so much more than just like the art itself. Yeah, definitely. And I think that's what a lot of people don't really see. Yeah. You know. For sure. And I think now more than ever, you get to see that with teaching. Um, I've had countless children that have sort of come to my class and originally they were mute. Like they would not say yeah. A, like a thing at all and they'd sit there and it'd be quiet you know three months down the line they're the ones leading my class yeah you know so it's it's amazing and, and i think that's that's, that's what's amazing thing. and it's amazing as a teacher to see that and i keep thinking yes. back to when i was younger and i know when i was younger i think in my head i was painfully shy like i remember my first ever dance school I, I don't remember ever talking to anyone and I remember crying every time my mum left me and then <laughs> my friend Shannon joined my you know Shannon she joined my primary school and yeah. took me to entertainers which was my dance school that I ended up staying at for a long time and I remember just like sticking to Shannon and being like I don't want to go anywhere and our first show I remember my dad <laughs> saying to me like you need to stop looking at Shannon on stage and then <laughs> out of nowhere I became like this swan that was just like, I want to do a solo. I'm going to get up first to sing. Do you know what I mean? Like it just absolutely explodes out of you. And as a teacher, it's so nice to see that and it makes you feel part of it, doesn't it? It's really lovely. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's a great feeling. It really is. <laughs> the most rewarding thing about the job, I think. Mm, Obviously, definitely. like seeing your students going on to do great things is amazing, but yeah. seeing them enjoy themselves and coming out of their shells is it's a completely different, it's a different level, I think. Yeah, and it's great to see, definitely. Okay, well, have you got any sort of closing statements about maybe the state of performance currently and where you think it's going to go? Uh, it's a real, really hard one. It's re- What's really frustrating is that obviously everyone's been allowed on planes and on trains and whatnot, but yeah. we can't sit in a theatre with masks on. So that is frustrating. Um, but as I said before, like there's there's... We've just got to keep moving and keep doing what we're doing. Um, my only closing statement, if anyone like is listening who is a performer, is just keep going. If you keep training from home, if you need to dance from your living room, dance from your living room, because by the time the auditions start up again, you don't want to have kept left it like a year since you last danced or last yeah. were creative or last actually had any motivation or passion for anything. 
because it can be soul destroying but just don't let it don't let it get to you find a different way to channel that energy I think but hopefully I, I've still seen that a lot of theatres are planning to open in the spring um, yeah so hopefully that can go ahead and now with all the things with the bubbles and stuff um, obviously like there's still like bake off and stuff they're all bubbling so why can't casts bubble so I think if casts could bubble and you could distance the seating and stuff but and not just theatre like TV any, yeah. any live performance, any recorded performance. It's just, uh, yeah, it's, it's quite, it's just very frustrating, isn't it? That, that it's kind of been left behind. But what I've seen from like this lockdown already is that shoots are still going ahead. Things are still being filmed. So yeah. it's nice to see that it hasn't completely stopped like it did the first time. Yeah. And I think down to the fact that everyone's kind of, They've been through it yeah. now. You know what I mean? I we know, said this. We know I, what I, the policies are now. We know that you just wear yeah. a mask, keep your distance, and bubble all together. Then yeah. there shouldn't be any risk of spreading anything. Well, uh, yeah, this is what I said. You know, I, I was saying this to well, my friends and family as well. I feel like this one's going to go quicker because yeah. we're kind of, we're used to it in that sense of, all right, this is what's happening. And we're, we're kind of just functioning. You yeah. know what I mean? Whereas before, we were so confused. It's never happened before. But at least now we've kind of got an idea but of it. And I think... Even the first time, like, yeah. things like EastEnders stopped filming. And that has yeah. never happened. Like, big no. things like that. And I think now, because we understand a little bit more about what's going on, things like that have been able to continue, but safely. So it yeah. doesn't feel so... Like, don't get me wrong, I'm still taking it extremely seriously. Like, I've, I've not left my house since last Thursday. So, yeah. as, as I suppose many other people haven't. Um, so... I'm not saying like I'm not taking it seriously and I'm going to start running around like licking people's faces, but it's good to see that with policies in place, the whole industry hasn't got to crumble again because it's just worked so hard to build itself back up again and not even yeah. fully. It only really got halfway there. Um, so yeah, it's I feel a lot more relaxed about it this time. Not like in terms of the virus itself, but in terms of my career and my industry, I feel like it's not... It's, it can bounce back from this, but the first time it just yeah. felt like it wasn't coming back. No, which definitely. Which was really quite hard. A very pessimistic view, whereas I think mm. now it's like, I think it's the point where the like the industry has kind of got to the point where they're like, we're going to carry on, we're going to get there, we're going to do, you know, we're going to come out of this. It's yeah. that sort of mentality. For sure. And I think that's definitely a mentality that I think performers have in general and anyone in that industry have that sort yeah, of thing. Yeah, it's because... Like we say... You know what it is, is that saying? I don't know if, if you've had the same within like the acting industry, but every agent I've ever had, even my parents, like even my friends say it, you go, how did the audition go? Got cut, on to the next. It's always just yeah. on to the next. And we've just, we've been, we've been moulded to just move forwards. We yeah. never move backwards. We never stay still, constantly moving forwards. And I think the industry is strong enough and also it's very versatile like so many yeah so many theaters have been like okay cool we can't do live performance well we'll get the cast in bubble the cast and we'll film it for you there's yeah. like everyone's like coming up with all these different ways and i just think that's that's the arts in a nutshell isn't it it's just you knock us down we'll get back up a different way and i think that's yeah. what the performers 100%. and anyone any crew even like we were speaking earlier about my boyfriend, he's a tour manager and sound engineer. And there's he's had not one job since March. And he's had no funding, he's had nothing. 
But yeah. he's still moving forward. He's now writing music and he's trying to do things. And I just think that is anyone who's in the creative industry, you just got to keep, keep pushing. If something doesn't work, try something else. Yeah. And you can still, yeah, and it definitely. can still be within the creative industry, but you've just got to look at it from a different approach, I think. Yeah, there you go. Well, that's that. <laughs> Ran over. That's quite. A, yeah, I was going to say quite a powerful moment to end that on. <laughs> Transition. Transition. Music. Music. Wow. Um, just quickly, what's five plus five? Ten. Yep, that's right. It's top tens. We're back. Um, <laughs> Dad, I thought you was going to give me a maths round then. I was like, Daniel, no. <laughs> no. I was no, like, I was oh, just trying to think of oopsie, new ways to introduce oopsie, the same old stuff. It's broken. Hang up. It's broken. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah, this is top ten. So every week I get a guest to pick a top ten list of some kind. Mm-hmm. Uh, this week we have your top 10 favorite foods yes generally generally because i couldn't possibly pick a type of food <laughs> yeah no i get that completely because food it, is life uh, food is like honestly ask anyone it really controls my emotions and it's something i've been trying to work on but <laughs> if i eat something that i don't like or doesn't satisfy me i will cry like it's honestly it's like a, it's like a reflex I will just wow. cry. I will cry, and it's really bad. Ask my mum and my brothers, and my boyfriend if I've got the ump about anything. If I'm even a little bit miserable, he knows just to feed me, and then I'm perfect. So I thought it was only it'd be only be right to dedicate this segment to the thing that controls my life. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> well, are they in like an order, or is it just your top ten? They're in a bit of an order. Okay. Um, some things would obviously be level with each other but i have picked 10 things it was really difficult but i have narrowed it down fair enough oh, okay no, I've only got nine uh, well. there. Oh, i'll pick a 10 in a minute um so Ooh. my first one is a massive generalization but again i couldn't possibly pick but it's chinese takeaway oh i love a chinese uh, i can't live without it i even over the first lockdown um started making it myself and I'm not going to lie, I got very, very, no very way. good. I mean, it would take like 13 hours, but I got very good and it tasted pretty much like my takeaway. Honestly, I did the exact same thing with Megan. We made our own... I'm going to send you the photos after and you can see Oh, yeah, we'll have a little swap around of pictures and stuff. Honestly, we did so many dishes. It took, like you say, about an hour or two, but ultimately worth it. It was An hour or banging. two? I'd start at 10 a.m. and we'd eat at 8 p.m. Jeez. Because I was... I was I was battering, double frying. I was making oh egg fried rice, chow mein, seaweed. I was making seaweed. Yeah, I made was seaweed as so well. So good. It's now my new favourite oh, thing to cook. Um, I loved it. Obviously, we were like, I was like double frying everything and <laughs> making like crispy chili beef, sweet and sour, chicken, salt and pepper, chicken, salt and pepper prawns. I was doing everything. So I was literally okay, running. Okay, you did a lot more Honestly, than what we did. That's I was running a, ta- a Chinese takeaway from my house. It was wicked. <laughs> Loved it. So I couldn't possibly like just pick a dish. So I've just put Chinese yeah, no, takeaway as my top. I completely top. understand that. My, yeah, no, my number two, no one will know what this is. It's called Yaya's Pasta. My Yaya 
So my dad's <laughs> Greek. So it's my dad's mum. And yep. I'm, I can't even tell you what she does with it. She just gets macaroni and she somehow cooks it and it's delicious, but there's no sauce. It's just plain pasta with halloumi. But it doesn't just taste... I don't. Oh. I, I can't replicate it. So I don't know what it is or why it is, but it's Yaya's pasta and it's delicious. That reminds me of like the time your mum introduced me to, effectively, and that sounds so silly, but like butter on pasta. Oh, yeah. Like I, I never had it before until I went round to yours and your mum literally did it and just put it in the bowl. Oh yeah, she and just like she just whacks a bit of knob of butter in there and mixes it all up yeah. and it's all like gooey. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, it's so good. It's, it's so good. But yeah, <laughs> I can't explain it. It's that it's I just love plain pasta. So maybe not just number two would just be plain pasta. Because also, with, if you whack some with additions, yeah. Oh, and this brings me on to my number three: right. mushrooms. So yeah, oh, yeah, pasta mushrooms. with mushrooms. You've got me done, sold. I could eat that for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And a side of seaweed. And a side of seaweed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much my... Like, I'm literally oh, nice. known in my house, or by anyone that knows me, is I have really weird combinations of food on my plate. Like, I just put... Every- What's the weirdest combination you've had? Um. So... Well, I have, like, say, like, obviously, like, Greek food, we have, like, goftes, which is, like, meatballs, or gubebia, which is the vine leaves. I don't right. really care what's on my plate. If they're available, I'll have them. <laughs> so even if I'm okay. having like a chicken pie where it's all a bit like runny and gooey, I'm going to still have like whatever food I like on that plate. Oh, I put sweet chilli on absolutely everything. Really? Everything. Wow. Especially my breakfast with me eggs and my bacon and me avocado. Oh. I've, I've never had like... A lot of people have that sriracha. Oh, I don't like sriracha. Don't I don't really like spicy food, to be honest with you. Sweet chilli I can live with because it's, it's got a little bit of a kick, but it's not like its main thing isn't spiciness. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. Well, I'll I tell you what, I've had, um, <laughs> it sounds really weird actually, uh, and I get judged for it, but oven chips yeah. with um, soy sauce. Ooh! Right, I cannot explain it. It just works. <gasps> it Interesting. It could be light soy sauce or dark sauce, but you literally just drizzle over it and it just changes the game. Does it not make I'm it not a bit soggy? Because soy no, is very really. like, I mean, wet, it isn't is, it? Well, I mean, to be fair, my food's not there long enough to soak up a load of liquid anyway. It'll be gone. But, <laughs> like, honestly, it, I don't know what it does. It's just nice. It is so good. Oh. But there you go. I'm going to try That's that. That's my weird one. Because I, like, I love soy sauce. Oh, perfect. Yeah, do it. It's just the Asian-y food, it ha- isn't it? I just love it. Like, anything yeah, and like it has that. Yeah, oven chips. Oven chips. Like, the big fluffy ones. Can't be any others. I don't know why. It just only works with oven chips. Yeah, but oven chips are basically just, like, roast potatoes, aren't they? Oh, maybe I should try it with that. Oh, that would be good. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. Or or put some honey in it as well. Make it a bit teriyaki like with a roast potato. <gasps> oh. Poppy, stop. Stop what you're doing. Oh this my lord. Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> so why did we talk about performing? We should have just talked about food for an hour. Oh, uh, I need to do it for a whole episode, yeah. I think. Count me in for that. I might do a Christmas one. <laughs> Christmas dinner. Because I have a Greek slash English Christmas dinner. Oh, do you? Yeah, I have. Ooh. I have uh, drahana, which is like a it looks like sick soup for starter, and then you still have all your like your turkey and your your potatoes and stuff. But then you have all the Greek Greek bits and bobs, like the God, the macaroni like and the the vine leaves and all of that stuff on the side. It's a real good mishmash. The Greeks know how to to eat. Oh, like, dude, we they? yeah, 
honestly. And I think that's probably why I'm so... It really affects my emotions. I've literally been brought up like that. Like, you go around my yaya's house and she's like, you hungry? And you're like, no, I've just eaten. And she's like, okay, I'll make you something. And so, here comes a platter. And here comes a whole platter of food. And you're not going to turn it down because it's yaya's cooking. No. That's rude. <laughs> anyway, right. right what well, are we what on? Was we so, telling? Chinese takeaway, yaya's pasta and mushrooms. My next one, I think, is going to be tempura prawns or, like, pil-pil prawns. You know, like in the Ooh. garlicky sauce or battered yeah. prawns. Yeah. I love that. Love a prawn. My number five is a bagel. She love bagels. A bagel? Bagels. Like, any particular a- or just any, general bagels? Any type of bagel. Preferably with cream cheese, which is my number six. Because I can eat cream cheese and anything <laughs> as well. But cream cheese and a salmon bagel. Oh. Oh, yeah. Christ. Toasted. Crikey. Oh, always toasted. Yeah. Or the best one is cream cheese and bacon in a bagel. Oh, Ooh, my lord. I've not had that. Delish. And then my next one is peanut butter, because also peanut butter is life and peanut butter and everything. <laughs> so some of these are like dishes and some of these are just things that I have to eat with everything. Some of them are condiments. <laughs> yeah. I didn't even think about putting sweet chilli on the list, but maybe peanut butter and sweet chilli and cream cheese can fall into the same kind of category. Can you imagine those all mixed together though? That'd be gross. Uh, I mean, I've had um, then, sweet chilli and cream cheese before because that's what I have. I put sweet chilli in my cream cheese bagel. I feel like that would kind of work. Yeah, but it peanut does. Butter Maybe not peanut butter. Oh, but then again, it's not exactly sweet, is it? Tell so, you what I do mm. do that everyone thinks is weird with peanut butter, peanut butter and boiled eggs. Okay. Yeah, try it. I was following you for so long and then <laughs> you've said this and I, I don't know how I feel about Honestly, this. Honestly... Because it's not like a wet egg, is it? I'm not saying like dip it in your oh, yolk. Oh, that is the wi- that is honestly the the worst <laughs> thing you could have said. A wet egg. But no, you have to have a hard boiled egg because I don't like the yolk. So I pop the yolk out, and then oh, I, I like, like the yolk more than the egg. Oh no! And then I peanut butter up my toast, and then I eat the white with my toast. It's delish. Wow. Honestly, delicious. Your boyfriend's a lucky man. Well, no, because he hates that. He actually every time I do it, he's like. Ugh. He's yeah, like, I can imagine. He's like, I can't be here for that. Oh, Jesus. It's like me and baked beans. I can't stand them. Oh, I don't like baked beans either. They just smell. I don't. I think I probably like the taste. They just smell bad. Uh, honestly, they just take up the whole plate. And when they, even when they're gone, they're still there. Yeah. I can't. Yeah. You know, I can't, I can't stand when they, yeah. people finish them and then get like a big dollop of bread or something and like mop it all up. Ooh. I'm like, eh. <laughs> no, thanks. Oh, it's horrible. I do not want that. No. Oh, move on, move on, move on. <laughs> move on, move on. My number eight is carrots. Love carrots. <laughs> Look, you started with Chinese and somehow worked your way down to carrots. I love carrots. Like, carrots and hummus. What is, are you like them raw? Just like, oh, raw, yeah. I don't um, like cooked carrots. Just raw rabbit food. Do you not like cooked carrots? No, Honey roasted I mean, carrots? I'll eat them Mate. because they're carrots and I like to get my veggies in. But I'm not like, oh, yeah, I fancy a nice boiled carrot. But I can be like, oh, I'm a bit hungry. What do I fancy? I fancy a carrot and I'll just go to the fridge and crack a carrot in my mouth hummus <laughs> with hummus yeah very greek isn't it all of this very greek always got to have yeah, the got always have the greek element in there <laughs> my next one is chicken goujons or any type of breaded battered chicken like a nugget or a goujon <laughs> anything like that now i don't know why i've only got nine on this list what can my number 10 be oh obviously oh, it's got to be crisps isn't it really Oh, right. That's not where I thought that was going, I'll be honest. Because I'm definitely a crisps over chocolate type of gal. Favourite flavour? Um, Anything like cheese and onion, cheesy cheese. i tell you what I like, talking about food combinations. Mm. Um, 
I like to eat like a square of Cadbury's milk chocolate with crisps. Yeah, and yeah. then eat a crisp like oh. eat a few crisps just after that. Yes, can't explain. Um, but it's it, got to be if you're going to do that with chocolate though, it's got to be salt and vinegar crisps. Oh, see, I go ready salted. Oh, ready salted. Ready salted works, but anything like cheese and onion or prawn cocktail doesn't really work with a bit of chocolate. No, that can get in the bin. But I tell you what, you should do <laughs> salted popcorn. Throw a bag of M and M's in there with them. Mix it all up. Oh. I've never thought to do that. Yeah, M&M's or munchies or anything. I pick M&M's because they don't melt. So if you put like no, chocolate nibbles yeah. in there or something, then they go a bit gooey. But if you put like an what M&M... What M&M's are you talking though? I like the crispy ones or just the plain chocolate ones. Oh my ones. God, yeah, same. Yeah. Love the crispy ones. Yeah, they're delish. So throw them in oh, there and so then the good. salt from the popcorn kind of gets on the M&M as well if you mix it all up. And then because obviously no one eats like popcorn or M&M's like a normal person. Like you put them in the palm of your hand and you throw it at your face. You've got, or you just pour the whole you, bag in. Yeah, you're not going like, to pick up one at a time, are you? So then hopefully yeah, that's just criminal. in the palm of your hands, you've got a couple M&Ms mixed in there as well. So when it all goes in, you've got crunchy, salty, chocolatey. Oh, oh right. Got that. Have you ever thought about melting some of the M&Ms over the, the popcorn? or is that? Well, I thought this the other last night, actually. I had popcorn last night and I was like, oh my God, how delicious would it be to like get my big jar of Nutella, pour them in there, mix it around? Oh. Maybe not Nutella, but or, like or like see, dribbling some like melted galaxy over the top or something. See, now I'm thinking, I've got this, you, you know you like crunchy bars? Mm. They do a crunchy bar chocolate spread. Ooh. Yeah, no, it's next level. They've got bits of like honeycomb and stuff in it. Oh, that would go well yeah, with Yeah, get that in your life. Yeah. That's good. Delish. You're making me really hungry now. I did have yeah, I'm not gonna lie. Nutella on it's my porridge for breakfast. <laughs> it's just, yeah, with a side of seaweed. With a side of seaweed and sweet chilli. <laughs> and an egg for good measure oh wow right Jesus. so that's my list well what a list delish it, it's, a it is a combination foods. but that is that story of my life like if you put all of those things on one plate that's my dream dinner or breakfast or lunch and because you're greek they serve it all on platters anyway so well, yeah. you can have that all and you just eat with your fingers out <laughs> the middle of the table <laughs> it's amazing and just a huge platter <laughs> just one big platter of seaweed yaya's pasta a carrot yeah, all i think of is um my big fat greek wedding Do you oh. know the bit where she's talking about the um oh you don't eat meat she yeah goes, that's okay don't eat meat? i make lamb i cook lamb <laughs> <laughs> she's like oh no he's a veg- one of my favorite films of all time he's a vegetarian oh he doesn't eat meat oh that's okay i make lamb honestly <laughs> it's the best film. it's actually like scarily accurate as well so good. Yeah. Oh man, she's in another another film. Sorry, off topic. Uh, Driving Aphrodite. Have you ever seen that? No. Watch that. It's who, really good. Who is in it? The main chick or like the? Yeah, the main chick. The I nan. can't remember her name, but. Or the auntie. Yeah, yeah the main chick. I can't remember. No, what her it's name the is. the main mum. Oh, the no, main mum. Sorry. No, no, not sorry. Mum. The the daughter. The one getting married. Oh, I can't remember Please. what her name is. Nor can I. <laughs> I'll find it out. Yeah, we'll, 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 we'll have a little chat about that. Transition. Transition. Music. Music. Wow. We are going to head on into the next section. Are you going to ask okay. me another maths question? No, because it wouldn't really go with <laughs> this one. <laughs> um, yeah, so I will play the intro for that one now. Multiple guests. Ten questions. One winner.
guest royale. You're not going to hear it because okay. obviously, there we go. Um, I'll explain it now. Right, so yeah, as you heard, uh, this is guest royale. This is a new, I want to say, mini game show that I've got on my show, but it, it's it's really not. I'm really overhyping it. It's just true or false um, with stakes. No, um. This is a set of questions I'm going to ask every guest. Ten questions, ten true or false questions. Uh, 50-50 chance. And it's basically to get your place on my table. I haven't thought of a name for the table yet, but it's the Guest Royale (laughs) table currently. And um, yeah, the main forfeit as well, I will point out, my brother said that whoever loses has to film themselves punching themselves in the face. Oh, come on. That says it all, really, doesn't it? Was that Jamie? <laughs> yeah. Right, I'll have words with him. There we go. But yeah, so are you are you ready for this? I'm ready, because I'm not going to lose, so there's no need to punch myself in the face, but let's, let's go. Fighting talk. All right. They are very random, I will say this. Is it the same for everyone? No, different questions. Ah, oh, shit. Okay. Until I run out of questions and I start using the same ones. Okay. <laughs> okay, let's go. Okay. Right. Oh, wait. Cue some funky music <laughs> now right number one camels had three sets of eyelashes true or false true okay number two so paul mccartney's middle name is james false okay uh, prince harry is taller than prince william true or false true Maybe true. Who knows? We'll go true. 50-50. Number four. Waterloo has the greatest number of tube platforms in London. Um. Oh. Waterloo. Um. Let's go true. True, was that? Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, so underconfident. Uh, number five. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> number five. Uh, Australia is wider than the moon. Wider than the moon? Yes. False. Okay. Uh, Number six, Cinderella was the first Disney princess. True or false? Uh, I'm trying to think who I watched first. Let's go true. She's she's been around for a long time. She gets around that She does get around. She's still around. Uh, Yeah, yeah, I know still in action no <laughs> number seven uh what do you mean was justin bieber's first uk number one single what do you mean da, na, 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 na. Uh, nice. i'm gonna say false because i don't know when baby baby came out i love the singing in this Thank as well you. true performance i'm giving you i'm giving you a rock show aren't i yeah i know at number eight a lion's roar can be heard up to eight kilometres away. True or false? Ooh, let's go true on that one. That'd be fun if it is true. Oh, very good. Uh, number nine. The Great Wall of China is longer than the distance between London and Beijing. True or false? Oh, you know what? I had this in a Zoom, bloody Zoom quiz. You probably had all of these in a Zoom quiz. No, at some point, I, I, will be I had a quick fire round where it was like, how long is the Great Wall of China? And I was like, oh, very long. I, did, I couldn't. <laughs> I couldn't even fathom like how long You're it is. You're not wrong. I'm not wrong, but I couldn't fathom. I was like, what? It could be like, I don't know, hundreds of kilometres or thousands. Do you know what I mean? I was like, I have no idea. 
Yeah, so, or it could be the distance between London and Beijing. Or it could be the distance between... Wait, let me get my head in. And it could, no, I think that's wrong. Okay. I think London to Beijing is longer. You're laughing. That's I, It's right, isn't it? Oh, no. Oh, no. Um, number 10. Marrakesh is the capital of Morocco. Uh, that is false. Very good. You can relax. Thank you. Would you like to know how many you got? Yeah, did I get one or none? Do you want to guess? I think I got two. No. What did I get? You got five. Yay! Okay, that's not bad. And where am I on no, the No, that's not bad. Would board? you like to know what ones you got wrong? Yes, please. Okay, well, you got um, the first two right. Which, what were the first two? Uh, because that's such a long time which ago. Which was Camels had three sets of eyelashes and Sir Paul McCartney's middle name is James. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, his actual name is Paul. Sir Paul Paul McCartney. Yeah. He's don't know you're well, lying. No, it, no, James is his mid. No, hang on. Is his actual first name James? I can't remember. His name can't be. Either way, you got Paul. it right. I, yeah, I got it right. You got it right. Let's let's not question that. <laughs> I can't remember. <laughs> yeah, I, just, I can't even remember. Can't the remember why it's right or wrong, but it is. No, you got there's it right. a reason. I should start putting the reasons. I don't. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, right. Uh, the next one was Australia is wider than the moon. That's right, isn't it? That is true. How? Something to do with its circumference or radius. I'll, I'll find that one because I was that's wowed shocked by that me. as well. That has shocked oh, me. Yeah. Um, Cinderella was not the first uh, Disney princess. Who was? It's Snow White. Oh shit! I should have known that. <laughs> no reason why I should uh, know that. But... Yeah, I was gonna say <laughs> you have like random Disney facts stored away there. <laughs> Your next one is, what do you mean, uh, was in fact oh, Justin Bieber's first UK single. God's number one. sake. When was Baby? Oh, God, that was... Was that after? Was that but I don't think... Lo- long after? Baby was like before that, wasn't it? Yeah, but was that not on UK number one, whatever it was? No, I don't think it was. Oh, I don't think it ever reached number damn. one. Damn. I know, gutting. Gutted. And... Uh, the lion's roar was true, by the way. Oh, yes. That's cool. So that's quite quite mad, actually. That is mental. That. But, um, the one you got wrong was, the Great Wall Shut of China up. is longer than the distance between London and Beijing. You're joking. It's actually true. How? How mad. That is mental. That's like the moon in Australia. We need to look into those ones a bit more. Maybe my... Okay, well, uh, we'll have a look at these facts in a minute. Yeah. But yeah. Um, Crazy. So I'm, I'm sorry to say, you're currently third on oh, our leaderboard. Oh, no! Out of three! Out of three. Shit! I was so cocky. Oh. They were some hard questions. Yeah, they were really hard. I think I should get bumped up a place for having extra hard questions. I, all right. Look, how about I give you six? Give me six because Australia shouldn't be wider than the moon. Right. <laughs> okay. Well, you're still in third, but oh. you know you're doing well, great. Even with six, I'm still in third. Yeah. What did Jamie Even get? with six. Seven. Oh, bloody hell. Is that number one? And Verity got, I think, eight. Oh, so literally it's gone... Well, now now that I've given you an extra point, it's gone six, seven, I love eight. that you've actually so. given me an extra point. Everyone's going to know it's, it's not deserved, but it is deserved. All right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. But yeah, that that's the end of Guest Royale for this oh, week. Oh, lovely. Well Such fun. <laughs> Transition. 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 
into the last two segments uh-huh. and these these ones do have jingles that you are going to hear Woo-hoo. the i mean don't get too excited just yet because i'm going to be doing them with my own voice right here and now <laughs> so looking forward to it i'll be honest i never know if they are completely consistent or not um who who knows at this point <laughs> so you know so do you want the first one yes please okay did it did do What's on your radar? <laughs> right. It's okay to laugh. You, honestly, it's fine. <laughs> do, 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 do. Nicely done. <laughs> yes, nicely done, but terribly executed, really. Um, <laughs> yes, yeah, so this is uh, the part of the show where I ask my guest what is on their radar that they think should be on somebody else's. And when I say that, I mean, is it like a, a drink? they've had recently uh, a program they've watched a book they've read something they've seen anything like that it's basically a recommendation so with that in mind what have you got for us this week um i have for you gray's anatomy if you i've never get watched through it. your life without watching gray's anatomy you have done yourself a disservice oh dear honestly i'm obsessed they are my family they are my friends <laughs> i grieve when they grieve don't go into it to to relax though like it's it's intense your heart will break right. numerous times you have to be very prepared for what's going to happen and everything i'm watching i'm on my third time through it at the moment how many seasons are there 15 15 15 and there's like 25 how many episodes 25 per season and how long are the episodes like 45 minutes jesus christ yeah yeah, it's intense, oh but that's why they become your family. Like, it takes years to watch it. <laughs> and I'm trying oh to I'm trying to convince my friends to watch it at the moment, and they're just like, no, I don't want to get into it. And I'm just like, you have to. Okay, if you had to summarise it in one sentence to convince someone to watch it, how would that go? Um, well, I'm now a surgeon, so I could save your life. <laughs> and so I know with the medical lingo... And, I mean, it's just an emotional roller coaster, really. It's happy, it's sad, there's love stories, there's friendships, and there's, like, loads of blood and gore and saving lives and people dying and surgeries and stuff. It's wicked. Wicked fun. Amazing. Love it. Jesus. (laughs) All right. Fair enough. Is there any other things you want, or Um, is that it? Let's have a little think. Nothing in particular, because I've not done my own research yet, but I do truly believe that this Christmas, if you can shop small, shop small, because it's been a rough year. So I'm looking into... um, I'm either going to do some painting myself or I'm going to look into getting some pictures painted for relatives and friends and stuff. Or... Oh, or like for example I've just come back from the Isle of Skye and I bought some like little homemade candles from like a little stall do you know what I mean stuff like that yeah Um, I think I don't know any because I've not actually I've been meaning to do some research on it and work out what I want to get people but if you can I'd obviously that's not a recommendation but it's no, kind no, of but ish I think everyone should I've got do quite that. a few people I can give to you so yeah. I can send me I've that got, yeah 
<laughs> so many people I know now are doing something or other. Yeah. So they pretty much got you covered everywhere. I was going to say, like, if I just went through my Instagram and Facebook and kind of actually jotted all these things down, I'm sure I could. Yeah. But I've not actually just taken the time yet to actually go through it all, but I will be doing so. Fair enough. And that's my... Right, that's well, that. I do have one myself. Yeah. Um, oh, technically it's two. Basically, it's two films that I've been meaning to watch on Netflix recently. Um... The first one I watched was uh, The Devil All the Time, Ooh. which stars Tom Holland. Um, I think it's Bill Scott. Bill Skarsgård? I don't know. The one that played It in the new <laughs> It film. Or Pennywise, sorry, in the new It film. Yeah. Um, and also Robert Patterson. On a side note, Robert Patterson does not get enough credit, and I think people really. <laughs> yeah. And you shoot know what? I think, He's an amazing actor. You know what? I think fucked him up a little bit. I think everyone just sees him as a bloody vampire from Twilight. Yeah, 100%. And I don't he's think, been in loads of yeah. so many films. And like, obviously, I I think he's really talented as well. But I think when you're part of like a, a kind of, what was it, a trilogy, I suppose. Was, was there three of them or four of them? I, can't, I don't know. When you're part of something like remember. that and it's kind of aimed at younger kids and stuff, it's quite hard to Shake. bounce back from. Yeah, so I don't think he gets Definitely. enough but, credit. I think he's wicked. Well... Watch this. I also know watch uh, The Lighthouse. Apparently that he's amazing in that Ooh. as well, him and Willem Dafoe. But off topic, I haven't seen that one. But this one, yeah, see this. It's very, 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 very good. What is it about? Um, is it scary? Not scary as such. Sounds but a bit it's scary. about a boy that... <laughs> it's more of a thriller. Okay. But there's a boy that basically just wants to seek justice for his family because uh, the... Well, I don't want to spoil it, but like things happen... The preacher's not as nice. Basically, there's a lot of um, sort of blackmailing and right. you know corruption and stuff within the police force and the church and all that stuff. But it's it's in like a small American town. It's really really good, and I definitely recommend it. Highly recommend you watch that. Yeah. Um, and the second film is um, oh come oh, hang on, oh yeah, the Trial of the Chicago Seven. Ooh, I've not seen that either. Right, so. That's about um, all these seven sort of people that led different parties for uh, a revolution against the Vietnamese sort of war mm. and saying about, you know, stop sending troops out. But basically, it's based on a true story and it was about all the, their trial. But it's got Sasha Baron. Bar- I never Baron know Cullen? how to say his name. I'm always like Sasha Baron yeah. Baron, Karen Baron. Basically, Sasha Cohen. Um, he's in it. Eddie Redmayne's in it. Cool. There's some really, really strong actors <gasps> oh. in it. Oh, Jace. Was it Jason Gordon-Levitt? He's in it. Oh, I love Joseph um, Gordon-Levitt. Joseph. I love... Oh, God, I can't believe I said that. Yeah, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Le- I love him. Um, yeah, honestly, very, 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 very good again. Sorry, I've really just, I'm going to go back to one more recommendation. You've just reminded me because it. you said Sasha Barra Barra Karen Barron. Oh, uh, um, what's it going to be? Shia LaBeouf in Peanut Butter Falcon. Oh, Ooh, what's this? my God. It is my new favourite film and it is... It's so like interesting. It's like obviously, it's a feel good film. I think like it just made me laugh the whole way through, but without it being like obviously a comedy. Does that make sense? Like yeah. it's just amazing. It's about this um, Downs boy. He's like I don't know how old he is, but like young adult, um, and he's in like this care facility, and he like breaks out and he finds this runaway, which is Shia LaBeouf, right? Yeah, and they just form this friendship, and it's a beautiful, beautiful film so watch that that is wicked it's amazing fair enough he's like peanut butter falcon love it (laughs) 
So many uh, recommendations this week. Well, it's lockdown, so we've bloody got time, haven't we? Yeah, exactly. Right. Cool. Perfect. Okay, so we're going to head into the last section now. Let's go for it. Uh, I'm going to fire another jingle your way. Woohoo. What's your pug? What's my plug? That's it. That's the uh, jingle in itself. It's literally the same jingle, but uh, slightly (laughs) different. Um, (laughs) Yeah, so this is... Yeah, no. This is the part of the show where, and once again, I apologise for wording it this way, where I get my guests to plug themselves. Um, <laughs> Filth, Daniel. This is where, honestly, we're lucky it's not on a video call, that's all I'm saying. Um, no, oh, God no but uh, this, is the, this is the part of the show where I get my guests to sort of plug a business or a charity or something they're working on or someone else they know is working on it, anything like that, that they want people to uh, put their attention towards. So, what have you got for us? Um, Firstly, I'm going to plug, it's called Whole Lot of Roadies, and it's kind of a charity. Um, Basically, as we all know, with the current situation, a lot of industries have really suffered, and as alongside what we spoke about today with the performing arts industry, the music industry also kind of comes under that. Now, my boyfriend is a tour manager and sound engineer, um, and he's been out of work since March. He's had work booked. He obviously missed festival season. He's missed all of his tours and stuff for this year, and obviously a lot of other people are in a similar situation that also don't qualify for self-employed schemes and grants and whatnot. Um, so yeah. it's a Scottish kind of organisation charity, um, and... They're basically creating an album. So it's a um, recording studio in Edinburgh is creating an album featuring Scottish artists. So the vocalists and the kind of lead singer of the band, but their crew, so their guitar techs, their um, lighting guys, their sound guys, their tour managers and whatnot are playing the music on the album. Um, so for example, Neil played drums on a couple and bass on a couple. And then, so they're putting all these Scottish artists together. So they've got, um, like Katie Tunstall's on it, Twin Atlantic, um, Father Son, The Proclaimers are on it. So there's like all sorts of really cool things going on. Um, and basically they're selling the album and then all of the proceeds from the album are going towards the crew that have played on the album. Um, and they're selling t-shirts and stuff as well. So if you could be so kind as to order the album, it's going to be downloadable. Um, or you can order a t-shirt that says I'm with the crew on the back. So it's really cool. So if you wear that to any gigs, you might be able to get into some places. Um, that, you know, it's, <laughs> it's really cool. Um, but I, what I can do, Dan, is um, send you the Instagram page and you can maybe link it on your stories yes, and yeah, whatnot. Yeah, I'll stick it in my description um, below. Yeah, but it's it's really cool and it's such a good idea because all of the the crew, they kind of get into that because they love music. So like pretty much all of them can play instruments and they're all really musical, but they've just gone into, as you know, like most people that have gone into behind the scenes on TV or whatever have at some point had an interest in the performing side as well. Um, So it's really lovely. They've all got a chance to go into the studio and record and actually try and, it's also, it's earning them a little bit of money, but it's also just kind of bringing to light how difficult and, it's been and how hard the music industry has been hit by everything that's gone on really so that's yeah, my plug perfect so please pre-order you pay what you want so i think there's like a minimum 10 pounds 
um, spend on the album, but you can pay more if you have more to offer as well. So that's cool. Perfect. There we go. Wicked. Well, thank you. I, I think, yeah. Uh, all I can say now is thank you for joining me today and giving me some of your time. That's been great fun. Have a nice little chat. Thanks for having me. That's yeah, been a great little catch up. I've very much enjoyed it. I know. <laughs> we need to catch up more, Daniel, don't we? We do, yes. <laughs> I was saying this to mum, actually. <laughs> oh, how's Alana? Oh, if you've heard the podcast that she did. Oh, I'll have um, a listen. Me, it is it's just carnage, but she is. Yeah, I love it. I've not seen her. Well, it was probably about eighteen months ago, I think. Your mum came round. Yeah, she came with her, and we were just like stuck to each other like glue for a few hours. I just Honestly, absolutely love her. She's growing up so fast. Oh, so. the letters. Yeah, like a little lady now, but like she, she talks like an adult, and it's scary. <laughs> <laughs> but there we go. Oh, bless her. But yeah, um, so with that being said, I'll probably put the outro here. Wicked. I won't. I, I never do. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I'll, I'll do it now. 